there's a cartoon I make called Jerry Jackson. I love it's Jerry very, Jackson. It's very unpolitically correct. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like the BBC in the height of the hysteria of uh, cancel, you know, cancel anyone who's made a joke who's, uh, that might right. be a bit offensive. I think that they, they uh, preempted people <laughs> combing yeah. over all their archives to find something they could be offended by. Wow. And uh, they probably thought, Jerry Jackson... They'd, we don't need this on here. We can we can quietly remove this, and then in the process, quietly removed a lot of other stuff that I put up. Tokyo tonight. Tonight. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for saying those nice things about me. That's that's nice. Like that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. It's yeah. It's so surreal because I literally did like I, I we, my friends and I used to like you were like the advent of the internet when all that stuff came up. So like we watched you. Uh, well, we watched your your work anyway, your cartoons, salad fingers, and whatnot um like just consistently like that was like that was like it was parallel with the internet that's what we watched yeah it's weird people kind of people often say to me oh you were the first guy to go viral and i was like, no no i wasn't it's like five <laughs> five or six years of people going viral before me it's just they just kind of forgot all the other ones i guess yeah well they're not as important well, I mean, there's, you remember like the little flash films, you know, like hamster in a microwave or whatever it was, yep. frog, frog in a blender. They were yeah. all, they, they were the, they were the viral hits when I was just watching. The classics. Know, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I do. Actually, it's funny that you say that. I do remember those, but I don't think they were like yours were at least, you know, uh, almost episodic in a way. You know what I mean? Like it was consistent and you looked forward to them coming out. Frog in a blender was just like, holy shit, what is this? You know, well, I, I mean, I didn't even have the internet when I saw that. I had that on a CD. My, you know when really? people used to bring around a CD of stuff they downloaded and they'd just be like, oh, I downloaded all this stuff off the internet. Oh uh, do you God. want it? And you'd be like, yeah, I want everything. I want it all. <laughs> it'd just be random videos. There'd be like one kind of mildly gore video and it'd be like, well, that's a bit messed up there'll be that kid hitting his dad with a shovel have you seen that video yes that was like, <laughs> like an early viral one i remember that was always on a cd you know there'd, yeah. be, some... <laughs> there'd be always like of these spoof mastercard adverts as well yeah like, that was like an early meme um, oh my god yeah i had uh i remember that too you're right they were on cd and stuff it was like cd uh, my friends and i would drag stuff off the internet because that was when it was fun when it was like, it would be like random clips from TV shows, shit you had never seen. I remember how like crazy um, getting clips from South Park was because it was just like, you know, like a little AVI video thing would pop up. Yeah. And I never knew. I mean, I, I don't think I watched the show when I was younger or was allowed to watch the show, but I it was like scandalous to go online and like get a clip of singing, uh, you know, Carmen singing Kyle's mom's a bitch. I thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, that was a uh, that was the reason I went on the internet in the first place. It was '98, and I just wanted uh, clips of South Park. That's that's all I cared about. Then. <laughs> um, is that one of your early influences? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, thinking, you know, if they can make it look this bad and make it funny. And because uh, before that, I was looking at cartoons thinking, I can't, you know, I can't do yeah. this. This is Simpsons. This is a lot of work. And then they've just got a bunch of like shapes moving around on a screen and it's funny. And it's yeah. funnier than The Simpsons. I just thought, well, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing for comedians when we see somebody super mediocre on like Colbert and you're like, fuck, I can do that. Like that's not yeah. a, that's not hard to do. <laughs> well, I think that's with comedy. I mean, often the most mediocre ones get the furthest. You know, uh, a, yeah, like the ones who've just got it down to like really neat. It's like not necessarily funny. It's just really neat, very neat yeah. jokes that have no. There's the, no one misunderstands them. They're very sharp. They're very quick. They're very neat. You mm-hmm. know, fairly yeah. fairly fairly funny, but not exactly the sort of ones that you're lying in bed at night, kind of chuckling when yes. you remember. Yeah, I agree. It is weird that it's like um, I, I was talking to a bunch of friends, a bunch of other comics recently. We were talking about how, like, we don't always know when we're watching people why they're funny. Like they say a clever thing and the audience elicit like it elicits a laughter. But I think it's just recognition. I think it's just the, the same sound and the same like cadence followed yeah. by something that you kind of think should be elicit laughter. So the audience just cracks up and you're like, what the fuck about that sentence was funny? You know what I mean? It's so weird. Yeah, that's why you got to drop in a reference that maybe f- for something that doesn't even exist and see if people laugh. Yeah. And you'll be like, ah, <laughs> you thought you were laughing at the reference and you thought you got it, but I just made that up. So you, yeah. you were just laughing at the you were laughing at the sound of the joke. Exactly. You know? Sometimes oh, as well, like they say a joke in that, you know, that joke cadence you're talking about. And uh, yeah. I, I, I just kind of think, I don't even get that yet, but everyone's laughing. Are they quicker mm-hmm. than me? Did they get that right. quicker than me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, man, maybe I'm just out of touch and I have no idea what, what the popular thing to talk about is, but it's fine. It just, it's just not, it's just, I don't know. Everybody's kind of hip to it. That's why I love seeing like fringe comics or people. That's why like, I, I like to kind of improvise when I'm on stage a lot and do that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if it's the same with like animation and stuff, but like when I, I remember doing um, a, a club and a, guy i had opened for had just exploded doing america's got talent and uh he was headlining for the first time and he couldn't headline so he did like 25 minutes of material and then spent the rest of the time apologizing basically like struggling for not doing whatever but they still lined up afterward because he had been on tv i mean like droves of people like lined up and i thought like i could if i could just get on agt for three minutes <laughs> you know yeah. and then and then not work that'd be great i'd love to do that like well, why am i busting know, my ass i i was uh doing screenings over the weekend in uh comedy clubs and right. the first one was in glasgow and uh i just came out and you everyone you know they had a laugh ready and it wasn't a stand-up set and i started talking about you know the early days of salad fingers and everyone's kind of like on the edge of laughter and they kind of start laughing. And I'm just, I just said, look, I don't know why you're anticipating a joke here because there's no punchline coming. And then they, they all burst out laughing at that. Like, That's great. This is a really so, easy gig. Uh, if I was a stand-up comedian, I'd be, uh, I'd be crushing right, right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have any jokes. Sometimes it's just the pure honesty though. Like in that situation where you're like, listen, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, God damn, he's, he's so it's so rare to hear yeah. people be honest. I think it just takes the audience by surprise where they're like, ah, oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, I've got a guy. So you got something now, now that's, um, uh, the, what was it? Is it uh drill bit you've been working on too? Like some other animated stuff that I've seen online, but you just released new salad finger drill bit head. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I haven't been working on drill bit head for a while, but you know, that's a, I did re 
master one of the episodes because uh, that's it, what it came was. out it came out on the BBC and I think I'm not sure if they're even still online. They take down a lot of my work. Um Why? and because uh, I think they just went I, in my head there's a cartoon I make called Jerry Jackson. I love it's Jerry very, Jackson. It's very unpolitically correct. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like the BBC in the height of the hysteria of uh, cancel, you know, cancel anyone who's made a joke who's, uh, that might right. be a bit offensive. I think that they, they uh, preempted people <laughs> combing yeah. over all their archives to find something they could be offended by. Wow. And uh, they probably thought, Jerry Jackson, we don't need this on here. We can we can quietly remove this. And then in the process, quietly removed a lot of other stuff that I put up. That's fucking unbelievable. I'm not sure that's what happened. That's just me, you know. But I believe I I, I could see that actually happening though. I mean, like people don't want to have to deal with any of that uh, stuff for some reason. You know what? It's weird. It's that they don't actually have to deal with it if they just follow like a few steps of people who have avoided it, which is just kind of be quiet, acknowledge that people are upset, and move on. It goes away. Yeah, but no one no one was upset by my work. But if people oh, were looking good. looking to be upset, then they would try and find. I remember when I released it, people you could tell people were trying to put together a plan of how they could be offended by it. But um, I'm not <laughs> sure they managed to uh, execute that plan. Right. Uh, do you do you when you started out, you you were like I think also one of the first people who kind of like talked about to me anyway, like mental health and kind of dealt with that kind of stuff. Um, was that your way of kind of dealing with it as well too, through your art and then kind of just putting it out there? Because I think. You had you had done an interview where basically like I don't mean to offend anybody by it like this is just me kind of like being creative and putting out my own stuff but like did you feel any kind of um, not pushback from it back in the day but you know uh, weird about putting stuff out after a while? Uh, no, I mean I always people back in the day you needed to you didn't offend them. Well, I say back in the day, I'm talking to 2005. Right. Yeah. It's not back <laughs> yeah. in anyone's day, but right. in, you know, for the zoomers out there, that's like the olden times. Yeah. Um, I would put stuff out and it had to be really offensive to get mm. any kind of reaction. Like uh, you could, you could have a, you know, people being killed and that was the offensive thing back in the day. It was like, yeah, you know, very gory, very bloody or, uh, sexual, but, probably not pornographic sexual but um right uh, yeah so uh, i had to be really offensive to to get people's reaction but they weren't like like today they, they you know they want to hunt you down and make sure that you can't make a living if you if you do if you anger them but back in the day it was just like they'd threaten you call you sure. a dickhead uh, <laughs> say that say they're gonna stab you say they're gonna find you they're gonna hunt you down and kill you but it was not like right we're gonna ring up his workplace right and... <laughs> yeah no, no none of that it was it was more straight up uh i don't know physical threats really yeah but, um in terms of mental health i don't know people only just recently some people uh messaged me about a burnt face man episode they said uh i usually like your stuff but i don't think it's funny to make fun of handicapped people and i'm i'm so confused at who the handicapped person in that episode is right. it is it burnt face man with his burnt face right. or is it uh because he's not exactly you know he, he's not exactly a likable character he's right um, yeah that's and also it's very it's just, you know it's not exactly a something that affects so many people that they've got a burnt face and they're trying to fight crime. It's not like they're a, a group who've been 
marginalized or anything. Uh, just, I, I don't know what he's getting at. Maybe one of the other characters had a bit of a funny voice and he thought that was a mental illness that I was making fun of. But yeah, the problem with most of that is, is that it's, it's become a thing that makes people feel good about themselves. So if they can find something in a piece of artwork that they can say something about that no one else has, they'll do it. And they get that little, you know, endorphin like hey i'm a good person yeah. i found this thing and you're like no you're just a fucking asshole but also like then there's that other level of um oh no they're complaining about cancel culture again. oh yeah, yeah and as if they're going to stick you in that box like you're yep. you're one of those people because you're complaining about people trying to take your work down mm -hmm. it's just there, there's, there's always a, there's a, so many boxes you get put in now and it's like oh so no. now i'm probably in a new box complaining about people complaining about people complaining about cancel culture I will also, like a... I'll, I'll also be in that box with you because i don't like like it's it's the weirdest thing that you have to be put in these boxes too because i'll i'll say something that sounds like you know or it's where they put the right in america you know what i mean like the right wing in america in a box and i'll yeah. say something that maybe like kind of could be put in that box and then uh, all of a sudden, the people on the right will be like, "Yeah, man, we're with you." And I'm like, "You're not, though. You're absolutely not. Like, I'm not in that box." Yeah, they, they, uh, a lot of people thought I was with, because I, I made this series about the news, and it was mocking the news, all the news. You know, there's mm -hmm. the liberal media, or whatever, sure. conservative, the newspapers, the bloggers, everyone. But you know, some people thought I was on their side. The uh, conspiracy theorists thought I was on their side because I was yeah. mocking the news. Mm -hmm. And then I'd mock the conspiracy theorists and then they'd get really angry and they'd be like, oh, now he's just trying to appease the <laughs> left or whatever. It's just like, I'm just mocking everyone. I'm not on anyone's side here. Yeah. Um, and uh, they assumed that I was actually one of the conspiracy ones. I actually saw it. It got flagged on YouTube that someone had stolen my video. So I went and checked out the video that had uh, stolen it. You know, you can see on YouTube when someone's nicked a part of your video sure, and, yeah. and put it in there. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, they were just talking about it, but it was actually conspiracy theorists talking about, they thought, they didn't realize I was making fun of them. They thought I was actually, you know, a conspiracy guy and I was a flat earther, but I was mocking them. Oh my God. They didn't realize. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, wait till they find out. What if they watch this? They realize they're <laughs> being sarcastic. Yeah, it wasn't hard to work out, you know. It's not exactly <laughs> like it was subtle. And that's the thing, though, because I feel like even that kind of satire or irony in comedy, um, the 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 other side will be like, you can't do that because then you're enabling the people who are too dumb to. And it's like, well, you know, then what are you supposed to fucking do? Like, I don't want to be on anybody's team. I don't want to wear your school colors. Uh, I want to be able to criticize and make fun of and and kind of have my own point of view without having to, you know, rally for the narrative it's insane i think the difference between me and uh, a lot of other people is that i quite like you know that when they get angry at me yeah um and uh, some people really don't and they go out of the way to apologize to everyone because they oh, think right. you know they need to um maybe it's because i don't have like a, a really big company giving me money yeah um, maybe if i did there would be pressure for me to apologize for things uh but right. because i don't and there's no one to uh take me down in that way yep uh then then people don't complain in the first place yeah i feel like if people knew i was making if i was on netflix and i was making 20 million you know per special or something mm -hmm. then people would they would start looking for ways to get me taken down just because i was 
I think it's the the fact that I'm not up there is the fact the reason people don't go after me so yeah. much. Um, yeah, it is weird. I feel like for most comedians too, it's like a lot of them can ignore it because they're not like if they don't have like a deal going on or they're not represented by anybody. I sometimes understand when they apologize if they've got a bunch of other people working on a project and they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're responsible for their paycheck. Then yeah. I'm like, I kind of get the apology from it. But when it's just like independent, basically contractors like you know, or whatever, like I don't understand the apology thing. If you're not genuinely sorry, don't put out a fucking statement. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's weird as well with the cancel culture, because then people think, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're against you don't like this uh, cancel culture or whatever. You must be on the side of whoever, whoever had this. Like, I remember mm -hmm. when Kramer from Seinfeld had this big racist tirade. Yeah. Like, I'm not defending that. I'm not right. going to defend that. Even though, like, I'm all about freedom of speech. That, was, that wasn't that was his act. That was him right. attacking attacking someone and, and yeah. a real racist tirade. So, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not defending that. Right. Um, yeah, it's so, a weird it's a weird thing where people do not like any gray area or nuance. You're either on this side or you're on that side of it. And then, you know, uh, like you said, like people will go, oh, there's something more recent than the Kramer thing, but I can't think of it right now. But like they'll be like, oh, then you agree with. But I'm like, no, that's not, like I didn't even think I had to say that out loud because it's so blatantly fucking obvious that that's wrong. Um, you know, it, it'd be like the like anytime you you kind of try to navigate um you know any of the woke shit and then they're like oh so then you disagree with harvey weinstein do whatever and i'm like no yeah that's <laughs> that, that, that's weird it's weird as well that's not cancel culture that's uh like indictment justice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the yeah. law <laughs> it's uh yeah because there's a guy in a you know i, I i'm a because i don't like cancel it doesn't mean i like Cosby and I think he should come back right exactly. I, I think R. Kelly should be let off right <laughs> <It's a> different <laughs> these are these are crimes and uh yeah these are bad things that's that's the law has taken care of them exactly and, and, the, um, and the funny thing is about it too is like I feel like people always well again they have to stick to their their own narrative so when people write about it they always do the thing of well you know this person didn't go away and I've said it a million times and I don't think cancel culture is about somebody actually literally going away i think it's the harassment and the constant um you know trying to get their money taken away or whatever it is that companies have to deal with like there's a middle ground in between they may not go away forever but there's a part of that you know toxic internet culture where they're harassed their families are harassed you can't get a, a word in edgewise there's no way to really defend yourself and it could go on sometimes it'll go away over a weekend sometimes it'll go on for years and it never People always wind up building a paper trail. So whatever that is that they annoyed about this time, they didn't get you on. But if you fuck up again, quote unquote, fuck up, they'll bring it back and then they just add to it. So it's it's never ending. But yeah. what is so funny to me is that even with the R. Kelly situation, he ended up getting convicted and everything mm. else. But when you looked at his sales, his fans didn't change. So his sales didn't drop. They actually increased, which is weird. Yeah, right. That is and weird. As everybody's persecuting, I think the only thing cancel culture really affects is like that corporate machine. Because they don't want to deal with somebody that's going through the, you know, like, and I'm not yeah. saying, you know, the, it's separating the art from the artist, right? So if you loved his music, I don't necessarily condone the activities, but like, it's it's two totally different animals. Well, you know? well, that's so, why they. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but yeah. with uh, with Michael Jackson, there's there's mm. people introduced yeah. some doubt, so they could still like his music. They're like, no, nah, I don't <laughs> believe the narrative. Those songs are too good.
Yeah, exactly. How many how many touch kids is uh you know uh Billy Jean worth to you? And you're like, well, yeah, I do like to seven. dance to it at weddings, so I don't yeah, know. I think people are kind of going, well, you know, R. Kelly, we can live without that, but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's not great, you know, he's yeah. not the king of pop. Um, <laughs> it is kind of funny, and I feel like that's never acknowledged too. There's so much shit that people overlook. Uh, you know, the other thing is funny too to me is like, you know. I, I don't know how you ha handle it with your friends. People out of the arts, I have a hard time talking to it about because they really do don't understand it and don't understand what you're complaining about. Almost the same way where you're like, you know, people think you're in a, in a box with cancel culture and, uh, you know, now you're one of those guys. I can't talk to people who are not who don't do what we do about it because they're just they're they don't get it. You know, I uh, did this. Uh, I, I drew this picture. And I put it on Twitter and it was um, it was a guy. He was praying to the algorithm of, um, <laughs> of, of YouTube, TikTok and Facebook and Twitter. It was all merged into one like lump mm -hmm. and he's praying to it that his post wasn't um, uh, if it, it was given the visibility that he hoped mm -hmm. yeah you know, it wasn't that the, the uh, algorithm didn't remove it from searches right. because he, he'd said the wrong thing. And um one of the replies was it was completely taking it, you know, missing the point. It was like basically assuming that I thought that people should be able to say the N word if they wanted. Oh my and God. That these, I don't think these people understand that when you're putting something on YouTube, the new terms and conditions on YouTube state that things like you cannot talk about war. Right. You cannot talk about religion. You cannot talk about this if you want to keep your ad revenue. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like things being hidden from searchers because they drift into topics that are sensitive. Whereas yeah, people on the, who are defending that uh, straight away jump to assuming that I want to talk about, I want to say a word that I'm not going to say. I'm never going to say that word. Yeah. Now, don't need to use it. I have no, there's nothing remotely close to that mm -hmm. in my work. Um, but I have had things, I, I got my TikTok account removed, right? For having salad fingers with his shirt off and it was removed for nudity. Um, <laughs> it, that was the third strike. I mean, for there were this two, guy. <laughs> there, were, yeah, there, there, there were strikes for other things like violence or whatever, you know, fair mm. enough. But the, the, that was the, the final blow. And the one that got me kicked off was Salad Fingers with his shirt off. And yeah. I, I don't know why anyone would want to fight for that kind of uh, restriction. Like, why would you, that, that's, it's, it's easy to say, I don't want, you know, I don't want the N word or any kind of racist stuff. And that's mm. fair enough. No, no sure. one's, no one's having a problem with that. But when it right. comes down to any topic that someone might find sensitive, such as war or death or famine or stuff like that, especially horror stuff is really going to suffer because, you know, we cover subjects that are dark and people are looking for this stuff but yeah. uh, when, when you get removed from search results just because and it's not just search results it's recommendations because people don't necessarily look for things anymore they wait for them to be recommended to them absolutely and th they're only recommended if they avoid these subjects and the list of subjects is getting longer and longer and longer right and it's got nothing to do with uh racism or transphobia or uh sexism or anything like that it's right it's so much further than that. Those are like three subjects that I wouldn't touch anyway. There's, you know, probably a thousand other subjects you can't talk about. And yeah, 
the list is growing. And that's the, the thing that concerns me. But I just don't understand why people would defend like that. Um, I, I don't know either. And I, I don't know what they, I think they think it's just like um, necessary for the cause. You know what I mean? Because I've heard, I've had conversations with people about that kind of shit. And their answer is always, well, if that has to go to make this better, then fine. And it's like, well, then you have nothing left. Yeah. I mean, you remember, uh, also YouTube, you can't say swear words anymore. You can't say, right. I don't know how uh, open this show is to swearing. But, you, can um, you can curse no matter what on here. We're, uh, we're fine with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you say the F word, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say that. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, people uh, like YouTubers who used to be like quite edgy. Basically, it's like saying to Bill Hicks or someone, uh, yeah. or, you know, it's like saying, oh, can you do your show without the F word? Or can you do it like he's that's part of his that was part of his act, wasn't it? The anger. Sure. Yeah. Um. So that's necessary. So you, if you take that away, then you're just diluting it a little bit. And what I'm seeing on YouTube is a lot of modern YouTubers who I used to really like who had quite, you know, sort of fiery content, just really diluted now, really soft, really gentle, not touching sensitive subjects. And it really kills the art. Yeah, it does. And you know what I don't understand either is I don't know who wants this. You know what I mean? Whenever I talk to people, because they'll always blame like Gen Z or, you know, millennials. And I'm technically an elder millennial. I think you are too, right? You were born in 83. Yeah. 83. yeah. I don't feel like one, but I don't either. No, I don't identify with it at all, but it, it is, it is kind of weird. But, um, but like those groups or whatever, when I, when I see them at comedy clubs, when I, when I talk to them and or whatever, none of them have that kind of feeling toward it. So I don't know. You know, I think when they say there's a small, you know, uh, minority, but they're just a loud majority, you know what I mean? In that respect, yeah. like, I think that's just the case. So I don't understand why it even needs to be addressed or what the point of it all is. But somebody I feel like is making money off of it and we're not. Yeah, well, it's the problem is with that is that. Eventually, the. You know, most people just kind of go, you know what, I'll stay out of this one. I'll, I'll leave this yeah. one alone. And yeah. so that the only people defending it, the, the supposed bad thing, are the people who just won't let it go. And they're usually at the right side of the spectrum. Who, mm -hmm. who are, you know, that, that that's something for them to get angry about. It furthers yeah. their cause. So the only people talking are the people both ends of the spectrum and everyone else is in the middle and just kind of staying quiet because they're just like, ah, I don't need this right. drama. So uh, th then you've got like a, a silent majority in a way. And it, who knows what happens it's like i mean you've heard about dave Chappelle recently haven't you and there's a there's yeah. a you know there's a lot if that were to be removed from netflix i'm not saying it would i don't think it's anyone's threatening no, that but if it was but if it was to be removed from netflix netflix would see a hell of a lot of people the silent majority canceling their uh, oh, yeah. subscription in the, and they could not afford that because that would hit them way harder than the controversy yeah that, the um the, the vocal minority absolutely and the most disgusting thing about that too is uh you know these so-called journalists or just people in general who have not seen it but have an opinion on it like every time i've gone to read an article it's like i stopped watching five minutes and then then fuck you then what are you writing about it for you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like how how do you already have an opinion on something that you did, don't know the context to i mean i watched it i thought it was brilliant so i don't i just don't understand yeah, and I, yeah, think the, well, I think the headlines were mostly clickbait of the yeah. punchlines. So they were yeah. distorting his punchline into factual statement, which is, it, if you look at it, that's totally twisting his art. Like, he's saying right. it tongue-in-cheek. He's not saying it to say, 
you know, I don't I don't hate transgender. I hate white people. That wasn't meant to be because he hates white people. I feel like that was there's a lot of irony and and satire and stuff like that. Like, that's the same with stand up. It's there's there's I hate when people write out somebody's comedy, because even when we have to do it to go on TV, you're just dreading it because you're like, you know, I don't know, like. If, if Silky's ever told you, but like basically, like you know, sometimes before you go on TV, it may not even be that way in Britain, but in America, if you go, they're like, "Can you write out your act?" And you're like, "Fuck, I'm gonna get fired," because it's not, it's just not <laughs> good. You know, there's nothing about it in written form. You know, a five minute set, you know, that is that is gonna flow without the inflection. I feel like it's the same way with like if somebody describes a cartoon to you nine times out of ten, for the most part, you're like, "That's a visual medium," and you need, you know, you can have somebody describe it to you pretty accurately. But I feel like most times people can't do it. So you're like, what was the drawing? <laughs> you know, like regular, like, yeah. when, like when a, you know, when a noob tries to do it, it's weird. Well, that's like the same for me, I guess, with, with submitting scripts. Mm. If I was, if I, you know, at some point in my life, I have attempted to submit scripts to people for uh, approval or whatever, you know, to try and get a pilot running or something. They can't get what I'm doing from the script. You can't. Sure. That's not in the script. The script itself is not written for a crew to carry out all these sort of orders and, and get the lighting right and everything. It's for me. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't write scripts for crews. So I don't know how to, <laughs> you know, make everything extremely explicit in right. the script. I write it. So I want to keep it to a uh, you know, just to a script that I can follow and, you know, make. And even when I do try and explain it more, they, they just kind of go, oh, no, I don't know about that. And it's just, uh, right. you got to see it first. You know, I've made examples already online. Yeah. You can watch them. Oh, um, and they, it's always like being reset to zero. It's like, did you not see the like 50 million people who've watched it? It's straight away. <laughs> you still have to like pitch it like it's a brand new thing. Yep. It's the, <laughs> it's the, I have this, a... Yeah, I have a thing out where we have proof of concept, uh, you know, everything you need to have for this project, you, we have proof of concept. We've already shot a thing. Um, you know, it's already been reviewed. Uh, it's gotten, you know, uh, good attention, all this other stuff. And yet I'll still go in and they'll be like, would you want to film? And I'm like, it's there already. I don't want to do anything. Over like, you know what I mean? Like everything you need is right here. And they still don't get it. They still want you to do. I don't know if it's stalling or, or what, but they still want you to do a little bit more. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I just did everything I could possibly do. I don't know what more you want. I think uh, they're just uh, against the idea of good content. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think they, they, they really just don't want to make anything good. They want to make something that's crap. It's on in the background and it's cheap. Yep. And well, that if, goes back to what you're saying <laughs> about the algorithm on, on TikTok too. It's kind of funny. I don't want to watch dancing videos. But I know that there's something fucked up about the algorithm because when I go on and it says for you, that's what's there, yeah. <laughs> you know, just these generic like popular song shit. And I'm like, none of the stuff I've liked on TikTok rep represents any of this. So something's wrong. Yeah, it's just weird. Do you find because uh, I love Jerry Jackson and I like that you did it based on interaction basically with users on the Internet, right? Like that was your whole. Well, that was the original uh, the inspiration. There was a kid on a forum who would just, you know, he would just, just send me badly spelt abuse all the time. And he would follow <laughs> me to different websites. He'd find my accounts. He'd set up multiple. He would have set up accounts with the same name that I had, like with one letter different. So he could pretend to be me and then spam <laughs> people with that. He was great, you know. Um, <laughs> and he was like, this guy was following me around like, like 10 years or something he never he never stopped being 13 like wow. he was he was he was he seemed like a 13 year old and he's 
I reckon if I emailed him today, he's probably like 28 now. He'll still be like, ah, fuck you. You suck. <laughs> all spelt wrong. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so, why we brought uh, you here. It's John. This it's is been, I wanted to confess. Yeah. yeah, it's been me the whole time. That's it. Yeah. This is the, the longest prank ever. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. Well, you know, I do what I can. I'll try to try to help you along. I love those, those people always think they're helping you too, by the way. Uh, for some reason, they never feel like they're like the antagonist. They're like, no, it's me and you, buddy. And you're like, I don't think so. <laughs> it's not it at all. Um, yeah. So the, the I want to talk a little bit more about salad fingers too because the advent of that I find interesting. I, I you know I'd read a long time ago that basically it came about because you were uh, uh, playing with a friend um, in a band, was it, or maybe not in a band? You were you guys were just goofing well, around. I, well, we we were we were jamming a bit. I think we were you know forming a band around that time. We were making we we weren't playing live or anything. We were just recording songs. But I think okay, as far as I remember, I was around at. Uh, my friend's house and i started playing the guitar and i was just you know you know just getting some chords out and he just said i have salad fingers he just pointed to me and said you've got salad fingers and but what um, does that even mean exactly we didn't question it because you know back then uh, <laughs> that was the sort of that was just the the climate at the, at the time for the sort yeah. of banter and that's what we call it in england we call it banter yeah like that. um just messing around and uh you know there's a lot of names being thrown around he called me crumpet lips that was that was a good one i was like that um but that didn't become a character right um, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely it's in one of my videos it's in one video where he calls me crumpet lips and we start laughing that was a little before salad fingers so um, that's great uh yeah then i just kind of I just didn't forget it. And then uh, it was MSN Messenger was the social media of the year. That was what that was the the only social media we really had then. So I, I would I changed my name because, you know, everyone would change their name on MSN Messenger. Yeah, I remember that. And it was also it was deep in the emo uh, sort of time where people had put lots of x's and stars and sometimes the name was so long you couldn't even read it it was like <laughs> it'd be like x x star x they're little patterns with the uh with the characters right um, but so i just called myself salad fingers on uh msn messenger and uh, we were having a little chat and trying to work out exactly what salad fingers was wow um, and because i was trying uh, trying to find new ideas for a cartoon and that that was it really we just had a little discussion over msn messenger about mm -hmm. him being a an old guy with uh, long fingers and touching metal right <laughs> how much of your own psyche do you think went into salad fingers over the time over the over the course of the time as you were doing it i don't know really i just if an idea comes to me then mm -hmm. i write it down and i make it and it's uh, you know I, and also we would have kind of brainstorming sessions where we'd sit and just think of situations we could put salad fingers in and uh, uh, just write as many of those down as possible. Some, sometimes it would just be something like uh, salad fingers smells someone's wrist. And that, that'd be, that'd be it. That'd, that, then we'd be like, well, you know, I, that, these are just messy. I mean, notes in my, uh, notebook. actually, I've got an old notebook knocking around. Let's see if I could just, who knows? I'll probably pick up one that's got nothing in it now, but this is just, <laughs> this is actually one from 2004. Um, oh, nice. I've got a whole bunch of them here. It's got, that's 
I mean, we're throwing out. Okay, so just a, a random note here. It, it just says, uh, how's your father? That's just the note. That's what the, the note says. Wow. I think I must have just thought, you know, salad fingers might refer to, because, um, you know, the, how's your father? That's like a slang for uh, sex, I think. A little bit of how's your father. Well, hold on a second. Um, not here. It's it's not not how's your yeah, father but, means, is he okay? Like, I, I didn't know. What, how, I why does it, it mean sex? I think it means sex. Um, I think it's, it's an outdated slang for sex or a euphemism. Wow. Um, but I guess that just kind of occurred to us. That, Start uh, using that. A bit of a bit of how's your father? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't uh, don't quote me on that. Oh, another one says one two buckle my shoe. It's just like nonsensical little phrases that might that might. It's uh, amazing. Spawn an idea which might become a whole st uh, whole story. Right. But yeah, I think I think how's your father refers to sex. It's like a nineteen seventies and before uh, phrase. Wow, I love that. I had no idea. That's incredible. Um, and what was the uh like was that the first what was your first animated thing like how did you get into animation like how did, like uh i used to watch this uh tv show when i was a kid called uh rolf's cartoon club and it was like uh, kids back in in the 90s had a much better you know had a lot more patience because yeah. uh, this was a this was a tv show where a man you watched a man animate um, oh wow he would he was draw like the Bob for, Ross of uh, yeah yeah, yeah he was yeah I mean uh, he's not got the greatest reputation anymore he was a oh. a victim well not a victim he was a uh, <laughs> he, I don't want to say victim because he was the uh, culprit and he was a, oh. a, pred a sexual predator of, t of sorts uh, oh. he went to jail so he was one of the uh, what I was going to say is one of the uh, justified cases of cancel culture gotcha. Um, yeah, uh, some of them are. You know, he actually did something, and he and he was cancelled. I'm sure there'll be Rolf Harris fans who are annoyed at me for saying that. They'll be like, "He's innocent." Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, yeah, he it's kind of in the Cosby sort of in the sort of Cosby-ish, but also with younger girls. So yeah, okay. So yeah, I don't know definitely. Him at all. So I, I just got to point out that I do not, uh, you know. I'm not a fan of his actions. Right. And in fact, I never liked him as a person either. I always thought he's really creepy and weird, but he, <laughs> he, he taught kids how to animate on this show and, wow. he, and he, he could draw really fast as well, which was probably a, you know, he would draw one of the, you know, draw something really quick and then he'd draw two frames and then he'd kind of flip between the two frames and he'd be like, Oh, you can do this yourself. Get mm. the book, get a page, get a pencil and you can flip between these two pages and so that's uh, the first that's animation cool. was uh, copying him doing those. And that was about, uh, I know the, the series was in 90, 1990 and 92. So I think I probably watched the 92 one. So I, was, I would have been nine years old. Wow. And then, um, so you started animating when you were nine, you started practicing that kind of stuff. Well, I, I feel like I must have, the first time I, I did one of those flip books where you did two pages, I think it was probably when I was about nine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember doing some, it's, it's, I remember I drew all the time when I was younger and I still draw cartoons and stuff. And, um, but the animation stuff always kind of like whenever I tried to do it, cause my buddy and I wrote a, um, a script, um, for an animated cartoon called uh, human world. Yeah. And, um, we loved, you know, we like doing that kind of stuff. And I tried to, I mean, I did it, but it's just, it's pure garbage. Um, I tried to do a proof of concept and it wound up being less of an animation and more of an animatic. And that was the yeah. best as I could get it. Well, anyway. you know, those are the, those are in the uh, professional world of animation. Those are the hardest parts. 
the um the in between bits you know the bits that make it the uh motion smooth the, the you give those to the lower sort of like animators because wow. um that's it's just a process whereas the actual poses themselves are the uh um those oh, are the, the the more difficult parts yeah so you get the tween artists fucking ever <laughs> well if you can do if you can do two poses like, this is not even the area of animation that i'm in because i don't really do much uh, sort of frame by frame animation i do mm. a lot of i build characters as rigs and i move them about as yeah in a similar way to the, the how they would do a uh, cg films they don't you know they don't draw them they just move uh, characters around and rigs and stuff like right, that right so that's, that, that's yeah. more more what i do but i can do the other one it's just much more time consuming and much more difficult for me yeah um the the yeah so if you're a director of animation maybe you say you're working on a disney film uh, the director or, or at least the lead animator would probably only draw the major poses mm -hmm. and and you know like you said there'd be one game i'd be like ah and then like uh, and then like there like right that. and then the in-between bits all those bits they're just drawn by uh lower animators because those are it's a process you know once you, yeah. if you learn that um it, it's something that is less demanding in terms of uh artistic sort of uh you know talent yeah i remember thinking at the time when I was doing it, somebody knows how to do this faster than me because I was literally like frame, but like I was taking photos. The first time I did it, I was taking photos of the first thing I did and then putting them in yeah. this app and then trying to figure it, you know what I mean? Like and all that other stuff and, and frame rate I never knew. And, um, but I was like, this should not probably take a normal person this long. <laughs> well, I mean, in anime, uh, a lot of anime, it's, it's most of it is still images and mm -hmm. they they just kind of still images with with big movements and i think that's just to save time really but yeah not not all cartoons need to be fully moving all the time yeah um, and uh, there's yeah especially anime it seems to be very still and it's more like a series of it's more like a slideshow in some respects uh, then there will be a little bit of motion but a lot of it is quite still and even the mouths you know they don't sync to the audio they just kind of go right like that so they can translate it to every language quickly um so i think you can what i'm saying is you can do an animated story with you can go all the way and make it look like pixar or you can do you know south park or cheap anime and it's still i don't know i think it, it still works as an, an animation yeah no i know yeah the south park guys i remember watching that documentary that they did um about how they make their you know stuff and how they get it out so quickly and i was like i i mean i have a cintiq but i don't know how i don't know how they do any of that stuff but it looks on it like the equipment looks crazy expensive and uh they all look super talented like to do just be able yeah. to bang that out they uh use something like 3d studio max or something like that they use something you would not expect some uh high-end 3d software yeah to make it look like south park and right i guess so when you see like the occasional you know, occasionally they will have something like a spaceship come down and it's fully 3D and you're just mm -hmm. like, oh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> they, they're capable of doing better. That's they're not just, cardboard. Uh, yeah. Construction paper, yeah. Uh, when you did Flash the first time, was it like, because uh, I liked, I, I, I remember that being like the big thing at the time. Um, was that like a hard to learn to do, like learning curve wise, like as opposed to doing Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it was a good thing I did learn it, but what you'll realize in flash is one of those softwares that it, it, it 
by default, it looks like crap and you have to figure out how to make it not look like crap. Wow. And um, see, like there's a bunch of software these days, like uh, Unity, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. By default, it looks all right. I mean, you can make stuff look good pretty quickly in Unity. Yeah. Um, but Flash, by default, it's really difficult to stop it looking like crap. And once you get over that, once you work out a way of making it look less like crap, then uh, that then you then it's easy. Then it's quite easy. Nice. Do you remember the first time it took off where you thought like, holy shit, like this is huge? Yeah, it was. It wasn't like it was gradual. It was salad fingers. Um, mm -hmm. Everything before that, nobody was watching, and <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone suddenly. But the the actual the cartoon I made before that was called Scribbler, and it was it was not the fact that. I'd put out something better than usual. It's the fact that I put it on Newgrounds and Newgrounds was the place to have things seen. Even right. if you put something bad out, it would get 500 to 1,000 views in one day, guaranteed. Wow. And at the end of the day, if it didn't have a high enough rating, it would be booted off the site. Mm -hmm. and they, they called that getting bland. And that was a, that was a really good system because then the, the site, you, you would have to actually reach a standard. To, to even stay on the site it was right. it wasn't like youtube where everything stays up it was you know or everything you know yeah that's not yeah that's not it's questionable um uh, if it was good enough it stayed on the site and you then got more more views you know ten thousand. and but i just knew a guaranteed 1000 eyes sets of eyes on my work in one day that was what mm -hmm. i was looking at as the uh the drawing for Newgrounds and um it was only my second release that saw a lot more than uh, 1,000 sets of eyes, and that's right. that when it took off. Um, do you do you find that like because this is this was kind of like your gateway and avenue into other aspects of you know entertainment and doing stuff like that too? Did you ever think about like performing live after that, or or kind of doing like because you were in comedy clubs? You just said recently. Did you ever think about doing stand up or anything? Um, occasionally it has crossed my mind, but I'm not the kind of guy that sort of I think that I've never been comfortable surrounded by people and telling jokes and stuff. I always think if you if you were going to do stand up, you'd probably have that sort of uh, joke telling or at least humorous. I don't know. I like when I find things something funny. I nearly always keep it to myself, and I like it that way. <laughs> um, I, 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 that's great, I, though. I've never been the guy that's had all the <laughs> friends around, like uh, making everyone laugh and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's, we, we giggle to each other. Right. Um, but there's not been much of a performance aspect in that. that. That's really interesting, though, because that's kind of how it I guess that's the difference. Like, that's how it starts. Like, if you start it like for comedians, especially for me when I was younger, it was like I had a small circle of people that who knew I was funny. And then I would like as I got older, it would kind of expand. And then it became that next step, which is like, I want everybody to know, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, why am I doing? But for you guys, I guess it was more like, no, this is good. My circle's fine. Yeah. I mean, I uh, just doing the shows and having to go on stage every night for a few nights and knowing there'd be a few hundred people watching me, mm. um, that doesn't create a, a, a happiness in me. That creates a, a worry. <laughs> um, and uh you know for if i'm doing three shows then i've got three days of worry whereas if i'm not doing shows wow. then i don't have the worry i feel like some people 
for that them, it'd be three days of everyone's looking at me and I love it. It's fueling everything about me. Whereas I, I just don't have that, that urge to be the center of attention and I yeah. don't really like it that much. <laughs> and, it's uh, kind of funny that you put it that way because it's, it's kind of both. I mean, for me, like, like literally until I step on stage, my brain is always going, you know, the exit is to the left. You don't have to, <laughs> you can right, run. Okay. I and just assume that everyone else who performs on stage can't wait to get on stage. That's their, I mean, when I'm doing it, I actually can't wait to get on stage because the sooner I get on, the sooner the pre-stage nerves go away, yeah. which I know are going to disappear when I get on stage. Right. Um, and even if I'm doing quite badly, because I'm not a stand-up comedian, so it doesn't matter. There's no, <laughs> I don't have to, I don't, no one's going to say you bombed. All I'm doing is introducing my stuff and telling the story. Right. But, um, but there is 15 minutes of me talking. And if, if everyone sits there in silence, then mm -hmm. it's slightly more awkward. But, um, but you're naturally funny anyway. You know what I mean? So even if, even if your cadence or whatever, like you said, those people were laughing at you. It's because you have like a rhythm to the way you talk. And plus your mind is always thinking funny because you you draw funny stuff. I made sure that there was no script for me nice. going on stage because then if there was, I'd get halfway through a, a bit and realized I'd missed part of it. And, <laughs> uh, so I try and uh, remember what I'm saying from the previous night. And sometimes mm -hmm. someone in the audience will just throw me off immediately and I'll forget everything that's happened right and i'll just start waffling uh that happened in edinburgh actually but then other times i uh, remember where i am and i tell the story quite sort of <laughs> legibly but um yeah it's i'm much more comfortable waking up and making stuff in my room nice. uh, than i am standing on a stage and entertaining people yeah well i'm glad you do it man uh because it's it's phenomenal i, I apologize um, but i gotta run i had a hard out like five minutes ago but it was such a pleasure to meet you david and yeah nice to meet you too if you could please just help john through the end of this because he doesn't like the ending so <laughs> All oh, right, you know what? that's no pressure to put on the guest you, you don't know like the ending yeah, yeah. i'll do it yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> we're in the moment so it's no problem Great. all right thanks so much david and see you all yeah. soon this was so amazing tom Everybody leaves i just start cool. flailing see you later <laughs> bye like, how, do I, how do i um that's hilarious, man. Uh, well, I was going to say before, do you remember like, um, you know, was it always kind of your own monetization when you were doing this kind of stuff? Or did you do you remember a point where like another um, company wound up paying you to do your work or to do your art or something like that? Yeah, I mean, there was a few times when companies have uh, got involved. Uh, Newgrounds were the first people. They sponsored me for a while. That was good. Um, mm. I... Uh, yeah, that was probably the best deal I ever ever had. They were just, you know, paying me to put stuff on their platform. But right. I don't think I was doing it quick enough. I think maybe they would like would have liked me to be a bit quicker on that. Uh, I started <laughs> taking extra time making stuff, and uh, I kind of felt bad about having them give me a bunch of money for not putting stuff on there. But wow, so I think even maybe... back then they were like really worried about how because even because I feel like now more than ever. Um, platforms and everything else is like you have to post every fucking day you have to have content every day i oh, know they and... weren't saying that i was just oh, okay. feeling bad about it because you oh, know, they were giving you. me a whole bunch of money and i was just uh i wasn't pay posting that regularly but uh, oh. maybe the, the fact that i'd already posted a bunch on there and mm. uh, i was always talking about new grounds maybe they just uh were just happy to support me yeah but, uh... and plus the quality of the work was always good regardless of how frequently you did it when you did post something it was excellent Oh well, I hope so. And I'm, I'm, I, it was just about 
continuing to do what I do um, without sort of sacrificing anything. What I love about Newgrounds is they always, they never took stuff down. They they had controversial stuff on their site that they, they would only took, take stuff down if it was actually illegal. I remember they had a, because they used to have games on Newgrounds and one of the games that caused a bit of controversy was a, a Columbine shootout. I was um, just going to say, I remember yeah, that. Uh, that wasn't uh, they, that didn't get taken down. Uh, they were, uh, you know, they were pretty, pretty strong on anti censorship. So uh, I remember that yeah. was the that was what was offensive back in the day. Right. I remember when that when that popped out though, and I was like, "Holy shit!" But yeah, <laughs> I was impressed they didn't take it down. Yeah, because you know, the, uh, you know, there was a guy as well on Newgrounds who did a shooting, and he had animated what he was going to do before he did it, put it on Newgrounds, and then he went and did it um i didn't know that yeah well that was that was a i don't think newgrounds were keen to um promote that kind of connection but <laughs> yeah they didn't put it, it out there it well i mean t- it's just the same as today a guy putting a youtube video out explaining what he's going to do and then going and do it yeah and that was before youtube so i guess the uh, newgrounds was his platform but you know as a, a guy who was a right yeah. Do you think it'll ever swing back the other way in terms of like all the restrictions that YouTube puts up and TikTok? Do you think it's a temporary thing or do you think it's only going to get worse? I really don't know where it's going to go. Um, I think what happened is uh, the internet didn't used to be full. I, I remember the first time I saw someone on one of my videos say I'm 10 years old or something. I think, what, what what's a 10 year old doing on the internet? But right. <laughs> apparently the uh, that's the internet these days, isn't it? It's full yeah. of kids. And, uh, and, and w- people who are way too old to be using the internet. Yeah, that's it. When In 2004, I feel like it was like 16 to 35. Yeah. It tended to be the internet sort of like age maybe a few people who are older but mm-hmm. it didn't seem like there's a lot of really young kids on there because right. you needed quite you couldn't just turn your phone on and start clicking stuff you had to actually you know get a get a modem and oh yeah you know, connect to the internet and right you know there, there wasn't much stuff for kids on there anyway so right yeah that's a good point yeah and now it's marketed to everybody and uh you know you never know who the fuck you're talking to half the time but I, you know, I see kids all the time commenting on my on my videos. Uh, YouTube doesn't tell you the demographics because it doesn't say anything below thirteen because it says you know you're not allowed to have a YouTube right. account unless you're over thirteen. But um, the you can tell by the comments that, that there's some really young kids watching Salad Fingers. Wow. Uh, I think that's what YouTube are aware of. I don't blame YouTube. I blame. No. I don't even blame the mark the uh, the companies because I feel like people put pressure on the companies to you know take their adverts off of certain videos on youtube so the companies pressure youtube so i feel like it's people it's not the companies or youtube it's it's pressure from people right and um i I don't know i mean i don't feel like as long as there's a way of putting stuff out there uh, no one's uh, you know entitled to have a platform built for them that's free that they can put their stuff on. Cause those, that didn't exist when I was first putting stuff on the internet. There right. were no free platforms to put your videos out and you had to upload it to your own web space. Yeah. And as long as that's an option, then, then it's not censorship. I don't think if, if you can actually put it up somewhere um, and you're not going to be arrested, then I don't right. think it's censorship. I, I think it always, I did always find it interesting that like, you know, and I would keep saying the phrase back in the day, I don't know why it's playing on a loop in my head, but like, you know, <laughs> the whole thing was having a website that everybody mm. can find you at. 
And then all these social media platforms came forward and they were like, ditch the website, just put your shit on our site and, 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 you know, blow it up or whatever. But now because of the algorithms, it's fucking useless because unless you pay to advertise on Facebook or something like that, you're not gonna, you know, people aren't going to see your shit. Yeah. Um, I, in a way there's no good old days because there's nothing they had back then that we don't have now. Right. Or, or we had back then. Like I, I it, gore has gotten a lot more gorier, you know, everything's <laughs> got more hardcore. If you can, if you, if you want to find it, it yeah. is, it's gotten way more crazy. 4chan, there was nothing as messed up as 4chan yeah. when I was back in the day, but uh, I mean, maybe collectively there wasn't, but probably spread mm -hmm. out all over the internet there was, but if you want fucked up shit, you can find it. Um, yes. And I wasn't making money off of Salad Fingers for the first... I mean, I was selling t-shirts, but there was no um, mm -hmm. there was no ad revenue for the first few years. There was no right. monetization in that way. You had to find, make a product, so... Were you doing uh, voiceover work in the meantime when you before that? Like, how was how were you making ends meet? No, 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 not often do I get asked for voice work. Maybe I need to put myself out there. But you um, did Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that was just a, a friend. That was just Flying Lotus uh, gave me the sort of option to put my That's voice cool. in there. Uh, that, that there was no deal with you know Take Two Interactive. Who makes that? Um, Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, but I was in a further, a later one. Yeah, there was no contract or anything in the original one. I wasn't. I did a, do another voice for it, and I remember I had to sign about six contracts just to do one line of dialogue. It's oh like, my god! Like, <laughs> and then then I then I thought, thought I'd done them all, and then there'd be like six more contracts. Just like yeah, just use it. I don't. You, I mean, great, you're going to pay me, but yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I I hate to think what would happen if I did a, a a few characters or something. Right, Jesus Christ, you'd be doing more paperwork than you did the voiceover work. Yeah, that's um, crazy. But yeah, I, I don't do as I don't do a lot of voice acting, like freelance. I do. I usually do it when I'm asked. I don't. Nice. I don't. I don't go out looking for it. But um, I do like doing that. So I'd like to do more of that. But no, no, not back in the day. I was not doing that. Back in the day, I said it again. I was at university, and I, uh, I, I left university because mm. I didn't enjoy it, and yeah. I didn't feel like it was getting me anywhere. And I'd started selling um, Salad Fingers merchandise, so I was just. I mean, I didn't realize. I, uh, that could have gone bad because I could have been one of those passing fads and it could have all dried up in a couple of months. And, right, you know, I'd, luckily it wasn't. But, you know, that could have been dangerous quitting university that that abruptly. Right. Yeah. It worked out well, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gave me time to make more stuff and uh, yeah. stay stay in people's minds, I guess. Um, well, listen, I've kept you for an hour, but I got two more questions left. Can you answer those two? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, so we ask these of everybody that comes onto the show. The first one being, uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self, what kind of advice would you give yourself today that would help you? Um, I would say trademark salad fingers. Um, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, I have trademarked it now, but mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I, I must have seen. I, I predict a few hundred thousand dollars worth of fake merchandise has been sold, um, and uh, it would wow. have been nice to a to a capitalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any time, I mean, probably more. Well, yeah, a few hundred thousand, I think, because any time 
throughout the last 15 years I've looked on eBay, there's been bootleg Salad Fingers shirts, and there's always oh a new God. line of them. It always says like two two thousand sold. There's right. So uh, I I know for a fact that, uh, and there's very difficult to can you know uh, persuade eBay that it's my intellectual property. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, so. they don't give a shit. Unless you've got a trademark, and if you've got a trademark, then they get scared because they think they they you you can sue them. So right, <laughs> I should have done that straight away. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just fake it and hope you don't have to get any lawyers. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with uh, how things turned out. Lots of small things I would have done. Back up everything every day. <laughs> Save, burn everything you ever make to a disc. Yeah, and put it in a I folder. Just... Not that I just started doing it, but like I was doing it gradually here and there and kind of when I remember to do it. And as of like, you know, COVID time or whatever, for some reason, I was like, I need to I have the time now. I need to fucking get everything. And I, I bought like hard drives and stuff and actually started organizing video clips, material, all that other stuff. Just, you know, that I'd never really bothered to do. But don't don't you always have that one video or one um, file or picture or something, and you know exactly the window of time that you made it, and mm -hmm. you're just like, why can't I find anything between like May and <laughs> August 2007? What happened there? Was there a what? I've got no uh, nothing of anything from there. Yeah. Where's it all gone? Um, searching hard drives. Some of the hard drives don't even wake up when you turn them on. You're just like, it's on this one, isn't it? It's on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> And it's always went like I've I've had that happen recently where like I'll go audition for a thing and I have the perfect setup or video or whatever the hell it is. And it's fucking I can't find it anywhere. Not on my iPhones, not on the iCloud, you know, any of that shit. And I'm like, I know it exists. It, and it drives me crazy. I do this as well. Every few years I go back and have a relook. I'll be like, nah, there's a, there's definitely a CD I could have put it on. I've got big folders worth of CDs, but mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't back up enough. I've lost plenty of stuff. I mean, I've had like. I had a computer uh, make a smoke once um, when I plugged, I'd gotten a wow. wire I'd opened it up and I'd changed two wires and then I'd used the wrong wire and two, two hard drives set on fire and I couldn't recover anything from them. Oh and my God. I had cartoons that I hadn't released on there. I had art and music that will never be seen again. Still got the hard drives and they still smell like burnt plastic. Wow. And just in hope. case somebody figures out how to redo those hard drives. <laughs> well, <laughs> like... I actually uh, I posted the hard drive to a FBI approved data recovery company. And they were like, we can't get anything off of this. Um, but oh, they gave me God. a file listing. They could get a file listing. So I thought, you know, one day in the future, there's going to be yeah. some company that can restore hard drives. And uh, it would have cost me a, a thousand, you know, $1,500 $1, to, uh, to do it. Wow. But they couldn't do it, so they posted it back to me. I've still got the hard drive, and it still smells burnt. That's so funny, dude, because I have an iPhone that literally, for whatever reason, that even Apple can't explain, I was just using it one day, didn't drop it, didn't do anything to it. It fucking blacked, went blacked out, and then I can never get it back on. Nothing I could do. And it had, yeah. like, and I didn't, and I hadn't, for some reason, hadn't backed it up. You know, that was back in the day when you would plug it in, and yeah. then, you know, whatever. I never did it. And I couldn't plug it in. I couldn't get anything off it. And I tried to get Apple to help. And they were like, no, we're not going to get into your phone. It's blah, 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 or whatever. So then I downloaded like three separate, um, I don't know, uh, pieces of software. And like each one of them got a little bit of my shit back, but not all of it. But like it was like it took hours to like drag whatever it could out of that, you know, uh, Apple hard drive. 
and it got a little bit. I got some stuff back, but I remember I lost uh, stand-up tapes, drawings, you know, um, stuff I needed for a you know, whatever, like that I just had on that phone because I carried it around with me, and I still have it just in case. Yeah, exactly. Keep and it's it been years. If you can get some stuff off of it, then you can get some other stuff off of it. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I'm just not paying. That's that was my thing the whole time. I was like, I bought. I had to pay for this too. I bought three different kinds of whatever and each one got a little bit more out of it. And then I was like, I'm not buying the right one. There's one out there yeah. that can rip it up. There's probably some company out there. Of, you know, uh, they have those little those little machines and they can yes. they look in with a microscope and they do that. <laughs> Someone's going to be able to do that. Uh, I agree. Um, and then the last question I've got for you, what in your life had to end for you to wind up where you are now? Um. drinking coca-cola uh i used to drink a hell of a lot of coca-cola like a ridiculous amount of coca-cola um my teeth aren't that great right at the back i had some oh. fillings but mm -hmm. i feel like um the amount of cola i was drinking and the speed i was drinking it as well i think some sort of diabetes or heart condition might have uh caught up with me if i was still doing it at that rate yeah um, i know what you mean that's... i had to taper it off too and i i used to i used to make the excuse like I only drink uh, co Coke when I uh, when I have a meal and I ate a lot. Uh, <laughs> everything yeah. was a meal. I'm like, ah, oh, soda with this. And yeah. Now, now nowadays, when I drink a cola, I will have a few, you know, a few mouths full of it. And mm -hmm. then it will it, feel like a, you know, like I've taken a pill or something. <laughs> you get that sudden rush of just like a euphoric energy. And then yep. just like an hour later, uh, just this little depression crash yes uh, i'd feel shitty and sometimes my friends would be like oh have you had soda today and i'd be like oh yeah no yeah. i forgot just just also getting really angry for no reason just mm. why am i so angry because i'm yeah. having a sugar crash that's why right. I, i've got to <laughs> stop doing it uh, yeah and, and also having so much sugar one day that i would just i would have a hangover for a whole day from the sugar wow uh, so intense. i gotta definitely had to cut down on the sugar almost entirely um, um yeah that's incredible because it, it, that's like you people don't think that that's like a real thing but like i would get like massive fucking migraines yeah and i don't, I don't think like i've ever been addicted to anything else like yeah. i definitely think i've been addicted to sugar and maybe i still am maybe i uh i mean i try and keep it to a low but um mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever been i don't think i've ever found anything else remotely addictive but yeah. sugar that's the yeah. one i know it's real, and it goes with every. It's like you know what I equated it to at one point, which helped me like slow down. Was uh, I was saying the same things about soda that people say about smoke smoking. Oh, I like to do it after me or during a meal or whatever. The, like I'd always be yeah. like the same thing. Like oh, I just like to drink it when I'm with you know whatever and uh with people or like when I'm having pizza or when I'm having whatever. And then it was like I would just do it all the fucking time. Yeah, I mean that's it. And it's it's delicious and. <laughs> um but I also it's weird because there's not many drinks that don't have uh, sugar in apart from coffee without sugar. Yeah. And um, and water. Uh, you, you, there aren't many options. Everything's got some sort of sugar. Even milk's got sugar in it, hasn't it? You know. It's, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's everything's got some sort of sugar in. So if you want to keep drinking stuff all the time, mm -hmm. see, I drink a lot of sparkling water. There's no sugar in that. But um, do you do it because the, uh, the bubbles like like to like, confuse your brain to make you think like you're drinking soda? I got to drink the flavored sparkling water so that it like feels like I'm drinking soda. I think so. I think that's it. Because if there's a glass of water next to me, I can I'll just ignore it. Mm -hmm. But if there's a bottle of sparkling water next to me, I'll just keep drinking it. Yeah, same. 
Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, do you want to plug your uh, the new stuff you got coming out? The slippers and the yeah, and the yeah, clothes? these are out. Uh, wait, hold on. Oh, they're out. I should, I should be wearing them. Yeah, they are out. They're on the store. You can buy soured fingers slippers. Oh, I can't. I'm gonna buy those immediately. I'm putting them on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to show you what I look like. Yeah. Look, oh, that's salad fantastic. Fingers, salad fingers slippers. Really comfortable. Really so nice. So fucking cool. So I got so many spongy, cool things, plushy things. But there's another one that's the salad fingers uh, flesh by guy. This one. Love it. This one temporarily out of stock, but it's coming back. Well, similar. A similar one's coming back. This was a limited edition one. There's there's another one coming, and it was going to have like little puppets as well on it. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, you can move. This is a good thing about this is you can bend him. Yeah. That's um, so great, man. Hubert Cumberdale, the flesh boy. Yeah. <laughs> These good merch. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on, man. I, I really do appreciate it. And um, uh, where can people find you? What's that? <laughs> I love that. So that I think it's hot. I don't even know if this one's still available. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Go and have a look. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah they, yeah. they can find it at saladfingersstore.com. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Just Thank stick you. around for two no more worries. seconds. Yeah, Thank cheers. You. Thanks for having me. Dystopia Tonight.